I'm not worried about the nest egg of that thing. I'm worried about the $2,000 a month that's coming in. Okay, boom. You know you have that coming in every single month. Combine that with a pension if you got one. Combine that with Social Security and then any assets that you have. So it's it's rewiring people's thinking again during the decumulation phase. It's about your income. It is not about your nest egg. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the wind-up and the delivery. Welcome in to Perfect Game Retirement. Glad to have you back on the podcast. I'm Ben George. He's Ryan Ledden. He's the president and financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management. You'll find him online at blackoakam.com. Ryan, what's going on, man? Uh, not a whole lot. Just been still staying busy. Uh, with It has slowed down a little bit, man. It's awesome to see people getting out and about and going on vacation. Uh, so we've it's, it's slowed down a little bit around the office, but we've been taking vacations as well, whether it's tournaments or just pure vacation it's it's been nice so we're we're enjoying the summer and it's winding down as quickly as it wound up <laughs> yeah isn't that true um yeah it's been a lot of fun I've, I've been able to travel a little bit as well it's been fun watching sports too with everybody like with the crowds filling back up and, and kind of getting that oh, yeah. atmosphere and stuff again um so I, things are starting to kind of get back to normal again hopefully we'll stay that way moving forward i know there's always concern about what might happen down the road but I like sure. where we're at right now, um, but uh, you know I've been watching sports uh, quite a bit. I know you do too, and and I got me thinking about it because you know, a lot of athletes always look up to somebody when they're growing up. Um, who was your hero when you were growing up? Yeah, and it is sports related. Uh, I, I guess I could probably kind of in deep thought think of maybe other individuals or. Uh, you know, most people could say like their mom or dad or, you know, I get that and, and yeah. nothing wrong with those answers, but I was just, I was always a baseball kid uh, growing up. And so my hero idol, if you will, was Nolan Ryan, uh-huh. um, who I still think is the the greatest pitcher of all time. And I remember a, a news article as a little kid, my dad cut out and it showed uh, Nolan Ryan's workout regimen in, in the off season. And this was like way before the day of lifting weights was a thing for really anyone, but especially pitchers. But it just showed how it showed his workout re- regimen. And it's like, good grief. Uh, I mean, he was way before his time when it comes to working out. Obviously, it was more you know, organic type stuff, whether it was body weight manipulation, push-ups, burpees, you know, things like that. But still, it was a crazy, and I still have the article uh, to this day. But uh, so Nolan Ryan, I had a poster of him uh, in my room. It, it was a poster called the Ryan Express. I mean, that was his <laughs> yeah. that was his nickname growing up. So obviously with my name, first name being Ryan, um, and no, I was not named after him, but, um, but with my first name, Ryan, I, I, I really did dream about this as, and this sounds kind of a cheesy story, but when I was young, I used to say like, I'm going to be on a poster one day and it's going to say Ryan express two, like part two. Yeah. And I would really think that. And I'd swear to goodness when I was in one of my teams, I was in, in Lynchburg, Virginia, Lynchburg Hillcats in the Carolina league of the minor <laughs> leagues of the pirates organization. They had now it wasn't just me, but it was a team poster of everyone on our team. And it had a action shot of us. And it looked like an old wild west kind of a wanted poster 
but it had a picture of me throwing a baseball and underneath it it said Ryan Express too. I kid you not when I, I like I just sat there and stared at it when they came out with this as a you know one of those gimmick nights where they hand out stuff and give free stuff away but I'm literally like oh my god that actually says Ryan Express cool. too. and I used to think that as a little kid anyway cheesy story but I still have that poster my mom framed it um, when she saw it they were actually there at that game and she kept it and framed it for me and gave it to me for Christmas one day. So anyway, kind that's of a awesome. roundabout weird story, but it's Nolan Ryan was definitely my hero growing up. That's awesome. Yeah, when you when you said his workout routine, like the first thing I thought is like guys are in that era, they didn't work that hard, right? I I, I was thinking his workout routine was maybe uh you know have a cold beer after after a, <laughs> an eight, a nine inning complete game shutout and and that's then it. just play golf the next day. But yeah, that's why he separated himself, I think, so much from everybody else is because he did put in that time. So no that's doubt. pretty cool. Pretty cool story. <laughs> all right, let's jump into today's conversation. If you haven't uh, heard the podcast before, we put them all up at blackoakam.com. Please make sure you follow us on whichever podcasting app you listen on. You'll find us on all the major ones. Today we're talking about decumulation. This isn't a topic that you, you'll probably hear a lot from financial shows and, and media because it's all about accumulating assets. That's what we focus on so much in the financial world is about building our nest egg. And there's plenty of advice out there for that. But what about when you're actually trying to navigate that period of time after retirement? This is where you won't find as many resources. You won't find as much help. And that's what we want to try to help you with today because – Ryan, right? You go through this entire process. It, it doesn't end when you retire. Like there's just as much planning afterwards, right? Absolutely. And and honestly, I think that's where most of it starts is the decumulation uh, component of their assets. I mean, there's a lot of people that can do the accumulation phase on their own if they got a 401k and they're just plowing money into it and getting an employer match and they just keep going on and may not even need an advisor uh, to help plan these things out. But the decumulation is, is reverse engineering. It's completely different. And so you're having to unwind everything. So it's, it's just completely different method to the madness when you're accumulating. Um, so it's just very different, obviously accumulating assets. You're just putting in every two weeks, whatever that looks like from a paycheck standpoint, um, obviously, ideally, buy low and sell high is mm -hmm. what you're trying to do during the accumulation phase. And, you know, in the decumulation phase, you want to try to sell those investments at high levels uh, and not sell them at, at low levels. So it's just completely different than, than what we've done your entire life. So you're having to rewire your brain in retirement. Well, that's what we want to help you with today is get, get, provide you with five things you got to know about decumulation in order to retire successfully. And the first one is, Ryan, there's there's often a, a lack of support. We kind of talked about it. I mean, you know, even if you have a financial advisor, you know, not every financial advisor is going to help you in this process, right? You do, right? You coach them the entire way, but not everybody's going to have somebody there to support them through this part of the process. Yeah, very true. I mean, there's plenty of very well-known uh, companies out there that are essentially asset gatherers and they manage people's portfolios and they trade and you know, look for opportunities, which is which is great, but they don't do any of the planning component. They don't um, they don't give people a roadmap, if you will, with guardrails on it, and say, "Hey, this is how these are the lanes we need to stay in in order to have a successful retirement, to where you can still live a life that you want to, and and ideally not run out of money." That's obviously the the ultimate goal there. But yeah, there's plenty of large firms out there that that's all they do is asset gatherer and obviously charge a, a, a fees on 
what they manage, which is fine, uh, which is great. But then there's no comp- planning component whatsoever on how you take this money out. What's the most efficient way? Which accounts do you take it out of and when? Uh, taxes, which I know we'll get into shortly, but it, it's there's so many different components that a lot of large firms don't do that. Yeah, so make sure you do have an advisor that's going to help you along the way. Don't you know? Don't be afraid to ask them that question. Hey, you know, when does the planning process end? If they tell you when you retire, then you'll mm-hmm. you'll know that you need more support beyond that. How about the the fear of spending? It is actually real in retirement, so you know, be aware of that. You know, it, it you work so hard to save your money that you you worry about running out, obviously, but you also just say, I'm not sure if I want to spend this quite yet, but just know that when it comes to accumulation, that fear of spending is real. Absolutely. Some people are gripped with fear over it because there's no paycheck coming in anymore. And they just feel like as they take a monthly income off of their assets, that that money is never going to be, um, go back if you will. So, it just, it feels like you're just constantly depleting it. Well, obviously there's going to be years where rates of return are going to, you know, bring that back up, if not above levels that it was, but there is a real fear of spending, but that's where even, even during your accumulation phase, I mean, the word budget just makes it sound like so constricting, but if you create a spending plan, which is just a play on words, but spending plan sounds like so much more free. And if you have a spending plan on, Hey, we're going to bake in, you know, a $5,000 vacation every year, or maybe a $10,000 vacation every other year. So if you put that in there, that's that, that stress and that fear of spending money, it just evaporates, it goes away. And so when you, people want to know, okay, how much monthly income do we need? Yeah, great. But there's things that happen. There's things that come up. There's things that you want to do. And so you have to build in that kind of fluff, if you will, to the retirement plan. If you do that and it still can be successful, sometimes it may not be. You may say, hey, we can't really afford that $5,000 vacation every year, but maybe we can do that every three years or or whatever that example looks like. But if you build that in and, and, and bake that into the plan, it's much more freeing for those individuals. They say, oh, okay, well, we've already accounted for this. We've, we've done this already. And so it's much more freeing. Just like, again, when you're working and you have certain things you can spend money on, it's not, oh my gosh, I can't spend any money. I have to save everything. No, that's not it. You know, Allocate a certain portion of your budget to spend it on whatever you want, and there's no questions asked. Now that dollar amount can vary a good bit, but you need to have that built into your plan, just like you do in retirement. Yeah, know what know what you can spend, and you don't have to worry about it, right? That's that's that's, right. that's part of the planning process. Um, the other aspect of of this this phase of life with accumulation is you got to understand that there are, the risks do become more numerous when you get to this point. I mean, you think about you know the accumulation phase. There are sure there are plenty of risks we talk about on the show all the time. And there are some ways you can mess everything up. But once you're in this accumulation period, the number of things that can go wrong with your portfolio really explodes. Yeah, no doubt. Because when you when you first get into retirement, most people don't change their spending drastically. They, they usually stay. Now, it depends on income levels of what it was while they're working. But most people generally stay in that same area. They just don't take this drastic pay cut, if you will, when they go into retirement. They want to still maintain that same lifestyle for the most part that they had while they're working, which I don't blame people. So there's there's spending levels that change. Uh, most people spend more money out of the gates, if you will, and, and tend to taper off as time goes on. Now, you know, health reasons 
usually spike that spending back up again in in later years. Now that's everybody's situation is going to be a little bit different when it comes to that, but usually spending is still pretty high uh, out because you're usually healthier, you're somewhat younger and and, and more people want to go, go, go or travel or play golf, whatever that may look like. So spending levels usually go up, you know, social security claiming strategies. There's so many different ways there that I think a lot of people underestimate their longevity. Now, every every person's health is different, and we're not guaranteed tomorrow. But Social Security is, if you think about it, that is a huge planning strategy that I think is still still overlooked. There's a lot of people that talk about it, but I still think it's it's heavily over overlooked because that, depending on how you claim your Social Security, if you claim it too early, that monthly guaranteed income is going to be less, which puts more stress on your assets that you need to take out to create that income. But especially in an environment that we're in right now where safe investments just don't pay anything. I mean, they just, they don't, it is what it is right now. I think those will eventually start ticking up, but how high will they go? I don't, I don't, Again, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't think they're going back to the rates they were in the 80s and 90s uh, where you could park a six-month CD and get five, six, seven percent. I just don't I don't see that happening anytime soon. So if you look at Social Security for every year, you kick the can down the road, if you will, after your full retirement age. That's an eight percent guaranteed increase. Well, you can't find that anywhere. Nowhere can that be found. So that's another thing you got to look at is, you know, I, I get it. Social Security has its has its um issues, if you will, to talk about from a funding standpoint, but they'll find ways to fund it. They'll change and alter and tax more and, you know, move the ages around, whatever that may be. But for individuals who are knocking on the doorstep of retirement and figuring out when they need to claim social security, that it it needs to be stressed more. They need to make sure they're making the right decision because it it can greatly affect their retirement and how much, uh, how much increase they get. And then you have sequence of returns. Sequence of returns are, you know, the ups and downs of the market. And if you're, if, if the market's getting beat up and you're continuing to take the same amount out, well, not only do you have a negative rate of return, but you also have, you know, whatever percentage that you're taking out on a monthly basis. So I think a lot of people need to know they need to be flexible with their spending in retirement. And so those good years, hey, carve off some of the gains and take a trip, you know, if you've been wanting to do that. But when those markets uh, reverse, then okay, maybe we need to cut back on our spending for the short term so those investments can kind of heal and, and lick their wounds, if you will, and, and get back up to par where they should be. Yeah, so a lot of risks to be considering in retirement. So that's why we talk about getting help and support in this decumulation phase. That's why. The other thing you really need to focus on and get help with, and you talk about this quite a bit, is the tax consequences in retirement. You know, focusing on these things has never been more important. And a lot of people overlook that. And you're not paying attention to how much you're going to owe from all this money you've been stocking away for so long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we do talk about taxes a lot, but it's 100%. I mean, it's right there with Social Security. People need to take this into consideration a whole lot more because of how our tax code is, uh, the different types of accounts that you can save in over time because taxes affect everything. They do. It's a trickle down. And so if you're paying um, too high of a tax rate, that means, okay, you're going to pull out more of your assets to make that income threshold meet. But the reverse could happen. Uh, You could have different types of accounts. And if you pull, depending on what your income levels are and what you need, if, if you strategically pull money out of those different buckets, well, 
it could really make a huge impact on your taxes. And I, I met with uh, someone just recently, and they they thought they needed you know four, five, six thousand dollars a month out of their account in retirement. I said, okay. So I started doing an income plan with them, and they essentially only needed three thousand out. Well, it's because their tax rate was below five percent because of how they've saved and different types of accounts they've had. So they had a pretty large social security and they had IRAs, Roths, brokerage accounts. And so we could pull a little bit out of each one to where their tax rate was still not very high. So when they saw the impact of what taxes were, because they saw their income plan, they're like, well, that's a gross number. I said, you're right. That is a gross number. So let's run it through what our current tax code is and what does that look like? And, and literally they were paying less than 5% in taxes. So their gross number was almost their net number. And so they looked at that and like, wow, okay. So three grand a month puts a whole lot less stress on our assets than, than it was before. Now that's three grand just from their assets, not including social security or any pensions that they did have. But I mean, just taking a little bit less per month, it makes a huge impact on your on your nest egg over the long run. Just making small tweaks to your income or your savings, it's amazing what it does to to the course of your retirement, whether that's over 20 years, 25, 35 years, however long that takes, it does make a huge impact. Yep. And that's why we spend so much time on it. And the last one I want to get to here, five things you need to know about decumulation so you want to leverage your lifetime income. You know, you got to replace your paycheck and you got to explore all the different ways to, to create this lifetime income to make sure you cover these basic expenses. It kind of ties into some things we talked about already. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's a different mindset. So again, you go from accumulation phase to decumulation phase. Well, you go from nest egg um, during that accumulation phase to now income. And so it's not really about your nest egg anymore. I've said that countless times on the show. Yes, I get it. Your nest egg does provide that income, but it's about your income. So what pensions do you have? I don't care how small they are. I don't care if it's $200 a month, that some pension that you had 20 years ago, that counts. You know, that's a that's a few grocery bills right there in, in retirement. So count all your pensions. Again, really strategically plan around Social Security and how you can maximize that. And then what, what assets that you do have. So when you, when you do that, it's about what income do I have coming in? Now you may have real estate, you may have passive income. So the real estate, that, that passive income coming in, yes, I get the real estate has a value on it, if you will, but it's a very illiquid asset. So you don't really see that cash on a statement, you know, like you do a 401k or an IRA or a Roth you may say, yeah, that house is worth a half million dollars and we're getting two grand a month in rent out of it. Okay, that's great. I'm not worried about the nest egg of that thing. I'm worried about the $2,000 a month that's coming in. Okay, boom. You know you have that coming in every single month. Combine that with a pension if you got one. Combine that with Social Security and then any assets that you have. So it's it's rewiring people's thinking, again, during the decumulation phase. It's about your income. It is not about your nest egg. There you go. So to recap... The five things you must know, there's often a lack of support, a fear of spending is real, risks become more numerous in retirement and decumulation, focusing on the tax consequences has never been more important, and you want to leverage your lifetime income. If you want to discuss any of these things further, of course, you can always reach out to Ryan. He'll love to sit down and, and talk with you. You can schedule your, your Retirement Coach 360 session online, 
right now. There's also information on his education seminars and workshops and webinars as well. It's all at blackoakam.com. That's also where we got our question for this week's episode. Came in from David and Marietta. It's time to open up the mailbag. Says, my father died in his late 60s and my mother died in her 70s. So I'm not planning to have much longevity myself. Does that mean I should start Social Security as early as I can? Man, David, that was like teed up uh, from the from the show yeah, right. that it was about. Obviously, there's going to be more to that question because I would fire back three or four questions back at him just to get some clarity on that because, David, a lot depends if you are married because uh, there's so many different claiming strategies when you are married. Now, you may think, okay, because of my family history, that does not, you know, warrant a death sentence for you um, to, to, to die at the same ages. I, I've seen plenty. Again, I've mentioned my mom on the show. She died at 57. Um, but my grandmother, her mom, is still alive and she's 93. So you just don't know. But let's say you're going to pass early. Well, a lot depends on your spouse's benefit. Because if you delay yours, David, even though you may have a short lifespan or shorter lifespan, if you delay yours and it's much higher than your spouse's, maybe in this example, then she will take, she will keep your larger benefit once you pass away. So it's not just about you. I get your question. I do understand it. Some people say, oh gosh, I better go ahead and claim mine so I can, you know, reap the benefits while I'm still alive. Well, if you if you claim it too early, then you're you're guaranteeing that smaller amount to your spouse. Now, your spouse may have a higher benefit. Okay, if she, if she does, then maybe it is okay to go ahead and claim it. But if yours is significantly more, and I don't want to assume it is, but if it is more, you probably still want to delay it at least to full retirement age. Um, so that so that benefit can pass on to your spouse. So there's a lot more to that question, but definitely for those listening. Uh, that, that's a planning opportunity, just like I mentioned earlier in the show. There's so many different strategies when it comes to married couples that you knew, do need to think about that and, and who's going to carry on that benefit if they do carry that benefit on. Because a married couple, you keep the higher of the two. Obviously, one benefit falls off when someone passes, but they you keep the higher of the two. So that's a planning strategy you need to think about, David. Yeah, that's a tough situation to be in, right? Because you, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of people don't want to just they want to use what they have and spend what they have, but you also don't want to run out of money. So you can't just assume either way. You got to kind of plan for everything, right? That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for that question, David. If you ever have one for us, blackoakam.com. Hit that contact link, but you can also schedule your retirement coach 360 session online now. And if you want to call Ryan directly, as always, the phone number is 470-508-0508. All right, Ryan, decumulation, it is important, and I'm glad we kind of went through this. We don't talk about it much, but I think this was a definitely an important topic to touch on and hopefully help some people out. No, that's, I mean, it's, it is. It's a topic that is not talked about. It's right up our alley because that's basically what my designation is in is retirement income. And so it's overlooked because people want to talk about rates of return and nest egg and, and things like that. But it's it's hugely important to to start thinking differently as you get to retirement. We don't want you to miss a single episode that we have here on Perfect Game Retirement, so please make sure you follow us on whatever app you choose to listen on. We'll talk to you again soon.
The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta, Cartersville, and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledden, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Black Oak Asset Management and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.